Welcome to the Transition Bridge Podcast, the podcast that will help you embrace, grow, and be transformed by the transitions of life. Now here's your host, Debbie Ronka. Hello, everyone, and thank you for coming in today for another episode with me. I always share with you that transitions need to be embraced. We need to learn, grow, and be transformed by them. It can be challenging, but so rewarding when we actually let the process of the transition have its complete work done within us. While we transition, we are transformed inside, which is a critical part of the process. And another area that we can be transformed in is our outward self. So today's episode, we're going to talk about how to prepare your outward self in times of transition. As we move into new seasons, we want to also walk in confidence. And this may be the perfect time to understand more about your personal style, that style that needs to be created and also become authentic to you. And that's why I am thrilled and honored to have with us today, Marion Galatli. Marion is an award-winning certified image master, one of only 29 in the world. She's an engaging speaker, author, and recognized leader in the field of image management. Marion has made her career helping women gain confidence in dressing to support their personal and professional goals and or any change in their life. She's passionate about educating her clients so that they can confidently master the nuances of style and have a wardrobe that complements who they are and what they want from life. Marion believes your style speaks and is a powerful communicator. She will guide you in making your style authentic to you. Well, Marion, welcome to the Transition Bridge podcast. I'm truly honored to have you with us today. Well, and I'm very flattered to have been asked. So thank you so much, Debbie. I'm I'm pleased to be here. Wonderful. Well, before we start, I would love to hear, and I'm sure my audience will too, the fact that you are a certified image master, and there's probably only 29 or 30 of you in the whole world. I find that a fascinating achievement and certification. So could you teach us a little more about what that is? Certainly. Well, I have to say I'm proud to have achieved it because it was not an easy task. And I think maybe that's why there are only 29 in the world that have actually gone for it. So the idea within our industry is to make sure that every woman that is doing this work is doing it at the highest level that they that they want to do it. And I chose to, to go for the highest level. So there are three levels of certification in our industry. There's a certified image consultant, there's a certified image professional, and there's a certified image master. And each one sort of builds on the other. And there are many requirements in order to achieve. So um, One of the things is to give back to our industry, to help the industry grow, to help our profession grow, 
to make sure that all of the people in our industry are, you know, working at high levels and are well-trained and well-educated so that they're out there doing the work. Because you might stop and think, well, really, you can kind of hang your shingle out and say you're a stylist or that you're uh, that you're an image consultant. But when you've got that certification behind you, it just, first of all, it makes me feel good, but hopefully it gives anyone that's thinking about hiring me the confidence to know that they're getting somebody that, you know, has has achieved that and is working at the highest level in the industry. I think that is so powerful. And you are so correct. I believe it gives us confidence when we know we're working with one who cares so much about what she is doing to help others that she cared enough to get as highly certified as she could. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. And we are all going to reap the benefit of listening to you today. So I love that um, you feel like we are our most valuable asset, you know, as women. And I, I took this quote from your website that no matter where you are in life, no matter what's in your closet, I will help you dress with clarity, confidence, and joy. And so I want to ask you this first question. How can style help attract new opportunities and people in your life? Well, you probably find yourself noticing people, whether they're on TV or whether they're in a restaurant or whether you walk by them on the street. There is just something about uh, us as human beings that we we look, we observe, and you know, whether it's good or bad, we kind of make decisions about what we see, right? We and we make a decision as to whether we want to get to know that person better, or if we don't have that opportunity, just to take in the fact that there is somebody that you have just seen that you think has is polished and up-leveled or fun and vivacious or whatever the case may be, whatever really sparks you. And I think that's what we can do through our style. We can really convey who we are. So people see us and they get us. We know ourselves who we are inside. But guess what? You don't really know me inside, do you, until you get to know me better. So therefore, the way I can tell you more about me is through my visual presence. And then you get to decide, well, do I think she is somebody that is X, Y, or Z? And do I want to get to know her a little bit better? And that's how you end up attracting the people that you want into your life. Because we obviously attract people that think that they can relate to who we are and what we do. That's so important to know. It's like that first impression, too, yeah. that we give. And yes. we we do need help because sometimes we think we know and understand how to put things together, but someone of your caliber can make certain tweaks or adjustments that will actually take our level, our style to another level, still being authentic to ourselves, which I find is probably very critical to be authentic to yourself. Because if you're dressed in a certain way and it's not who you are, you really don't show up in the room with the right mindset or attitude, do you? Well, I think what's important is to decide, you know, what you want. And sometimes you do have to push yourself out of your own current 
comfort level in order to show up like the person you wish to become. So maybe you're thinking, you know, it would really be good if I could get on stages or stand in front of groups and speak. But I'm a little timid about that. I don't quite know how to do that. I don't quite know how to look when I get on that stage or how to use my body language when I get on that stage. So sometimes we're not where we are where we want to be, but we know we want to get there. And that's when, as you start to dress like the person you want to become, okay, you're going to get there a whole lot faster. And psychologists have done some studies on it. It's called enclosed cognition. So when you dress like the person that you wish to be, you will become that individual. And I know for myself personally, with my track record in Prior to starting this business, uh, my practice I've had for 30 years, but prior to that, I worked in corporate America, and I really knew that I wanted to get to a certain place in the company I was working for. Guess what? I didn't have the job, and I didn't dress like you know I had the job when I first got the job, but once I realized that I was going for that job over there... I knew that I had to make some shifts so I could be seen as the leader that I wanted to become. So image is a really powerful thing. However, I think, you know, you do have to be true to yourself. And if you are comfortable and happy with where you are right now, but you just want to add some polish, you know, that's very doable too. So every person I work with is different. They have different goals, but I always start when I'm working with a client, I always start with what are the goals? What is the end that you have in mind? And, you know, I love to have my clients do some visioning, do some vision boarding, because there's so much that can come through that and out of that. And it gives me a lot of clues as well. So it's um, it's a fascinating uh, career and a profession because just the opportunity to work with so many different individuals in so many different ways. Because I can tell you, I never take a, a cookie cutter approach. Everybody, when I work with them, it's all geared to who they are, their personality, um, the physical aspects that I'm working with, and what their ultimate goals happen to be. So it sounds like it's a very very personal consultation that they have. And each one comes out in their own unique style. And exactly. I loved going to your website and I just highly recommend everyone goes to the, her website to see the transformation of the, some of the women that are on there. And, you know, you look at them, they're beautiful women, but how they transformed into a better version of themselves. And you can literally yeah. see their countenance change. You see the yes. confidence and the joy that Absolutely. you talk about. So what are the three uncommon ways to simplify your style and look fabulous wherever you go? I think it really begins with looking at it pretty hard. In other words, really do some evaluation. Looking at um, possible strategies that you could take to get you where you want to go. And so, you know, gathering information, whether it's a vision board, whether it's inspiration uh, from, you know, 
colleagues or family members or whatever the case may be, collecting information about what you like and what you see, and also being able to describe who you are. What is that inner essence that you want people to know about that they probably don't when you meet them for for the very first time? So I call it your style recipe, really defining descriptive words or descriptive phrases that express who you are and really owning those and taking some time to really, you know, move the words around and have some fun with the creation of this recipe. And I liken it to a recipe because I'm not a great cook. So when I go to the kitchen, I've got to have a cookbook and I have to look up that recipe and I have to say, okay, well, if I want to make that dish, which is the end result, then what are the ingredients that I need to make sure I have in my cupboard or my refrigerator before I start the process? And then how do I go about putting those things together to ultimately get to that dish? Well, your style is exactly the same way. It's coming up initially with those words and with those phrases and then looking in your closet and seeing, do I have things in my closet that really express that essence in some way? And do I know whether it expresses that essence? And sometimes this is what I find is that there are many women that want to make changes, but they don't know what steps to take Mm-hmm. to get there. True. So I'm always here to support clients through one-on-one consultation or through classes or through my free trainings that I do every week on Facebook. But number one is defining your style recipe so that when I go shopping, so my style recipe, by the way, is casually elegant with a twist of drama. Okay. Now I know exactly what that means to me. It doesn't matter what it means to you, Debbie, or to somebody else, but it matters what it means to me where I can visualize it, I can see it, I can put descriptors to it. And then when I'm putting an outfit together, I can say, am I dressed casually elegant with a twist of drama? And twist of drama would be high contrast, black and white, it would be my hair, which is, you know, on Acherol that is now, you know, streaking and becoming more dramatic. It could be my glasses, which are dramatic. So to me, this is my definition of casually elegant with a twist of drama. So getting clarity around that is number one. So when you're shopping or when you're going to your closet and putting outfits together, you're expressing who you are. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is to really be clear about your personal coloring and how that affects the choices that you make when you buy that next garment. Do do the colors that, that you reach for, are they the ones that really bring you alive? Do they really complement your personal coloring? And to know that sounds simple, doesn't it? But it's, I can tell you it's not simple. And it's not simple because the designers every single season come out with a new color of the season or the new color of the year. And what happens is we think, well, that's the color of the season or the year. So we ought to be buying it. 
Well, no, we don't need to do what the <laughs> designers tell us they think we should do. We need to know enough about our own personal coloring and have a color analysis done so that we have clarity about what a color palette would look like for us. And what that does is it allows you to mix and match and have a cohesive wardrobe or a cohesive collection of garments in the closet that all work back and forth, where the colors work back and forth and the messaging of the pieces work back and forth. Uh, so that's number two. And number three is to really know what flatters your physical shape. Um, so I call it fit. It could be proportion. Uh, it could be also fabric, you know, knowing what kinds of fabrics work best on your type of body. I think that's really important to know because sometimes we'll see something on a model or on a mannequin and we'll try it on the store and we'll think, oh, yeah, that looks pretty good. And then we get it home and we go, well, why did I buy? Why did I buy that? You know, it's not really something's wrong, but I don't know what it is. And so usually it's the fabric isn't working for the body that you have. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, you know, body can mean some women have very muscular bodies. Some women have very fleshy, curvy bodies. Some women have very skeletal bodies. And each one of those bodies are going to be more comfortable in, in certain types of fabrics than others. So it's really important to know your body and know what to choose and what to stay away from. For instance, I love I love the look of a button-down shirt. And yet because of my fleshy curvy body, I when I wear it, I get I wear, you know, something that's cotton and doesn't have a lot of give to it. I'm uncomfortable within a couple of hours. And so I want to rip it off <laughs> and go <laughs> put on something else that just has more flexibility to it or more move, movement to it. So knowing that about yourself. So it's, you know, knowing your style recipe and being able to say it and define it, knowing your color palette and what's going to really work for your personal coloring. And number three, really understanding your body and what's going to work for your body and your height and proportions. I love that you use the analogy of a recipe because you know, even as you cook, sometimes we add a little too much salt or not <laughs> enough, or, you it. know, we put the wrong vegetable in and should have been yes. something different. And so I just, I could visually see how we could do that with our clothes, maybe too much color or not enough color. Where's the balance and like all of that. So, so thinking and then taking it from that and then going to your refrigerator or your cupboards, which is the metaphor for a closet going and seeing, do I have those ingredients? And yes. if I don't have those ingredients, then I go to the store and buy. But if, a lot of times we have the ingredients in our closet. We just have never thought to put them together. And so sure. I like to say, you know, to my clients, have a play day, have a play hour, have a play 30 minutes, whatever it is, and get into your closet once a week, let's say for 15 minutes and just try on some new combinations of things that has have, you know, been inspirational to you. And maybe you've seen, I always say, look out to nature and 
look at how nature combines colors. Look at fabrics. Look at your curtains. Look at your sheets. Look at your fabric on your couch or your pillow or whatever the case may be. And use those inspirational ideas to try putting different kinds of things together in your closet. You might be very surprised. You know, that's a great inspiration. I know I'm a visual person. So if I look at something, I would I would think, oh, I would not have seen those two colors together in that pillow. And that does inspire you to try that with your clothes. And And so... Help me with this, because I know all of us as women, you know, we struggle with insecurities or even doubts about ourselves. So as you're trying to find that inner essence, so you can create this recipe for your new style that's authentic to you, we have these doubts, we have these insecurities. So how do we just leave them behind in the rear view mirror, so to speak? And then can you share with us what are the lies that we believe sometimes as women that just keep us stuck in that style rut? Okay, so I'm going to start with the second question first, the lies that we tell ourselves, various and sundries. One lie I hear quite a bit is, you know, I don't really know that I should be doing this because, you know, it's going to take a lot of money. Well, no, not really. (laughs) That's one lie. Another lie I hear is I really don't deserve this. You know, my kids, my family come first. And my belief is that when you take care of yourself, it's a great education for your children to see that. And what you want to do is inspire them to eventually get to the point of taking care of themselves as well. So while as mothers, we always like to put our children first, I can tell you just from experience that Although my children are right up there equal with me, I took care of myself right along with taking care of my children as they were growing up as well. So um, I know that my daughters really appreciate that because they tell me that all the time. So you do deserve it. You can afford to do it because it doesn't take a lot of money to do this. You, You can buy, you can shop if you need to shop. Maybe you don't even need to shop. Maybe it's in the closet already. But there are places that you can shop that are very affordable. I'm really into sustainability and consignment. And there are a lot of wonderful opportunities in consignment stores for pretty high-end clothes at really, really reasonable prices. All right. Another lie that I sometimes hear, you know what? I probably shouldn't do this. My husband just says, you know, he loves me just the way I am. That is wonderful. That is great. And if you agree with him, (laughs) then great. But if you're kind of feeling like, you know, I really want to do a little something different or I really would like to, you know, try that or buy that. And your husband's voice in the background is going, oh, you look fine just the way you are. It probably is going to hold you back from actually taking a step forward. So, you know, just thinking about, again, making yourself a priority in your life. I think that's very important. So those are very common things that I hear. Um, now your first question, let's go back to it. <laughs> uh, yes, so I've gotten it. I got so wound up here. <laughs> oh, no worries. Well, how do you leave your style insecurity and self-doubt in the rear view oh, mirror? Yes. Leaving the insecurity, I think comes with having small, taking small baby steps. 
So when you start to make small changes, I call them the little half percents, the half percents that add up to be big numbers at some point. So taking a half percent to buy yourself, let's say, um, a new pair of shoes for the season, because I can tell you that shoes are the fastest way to update a look. You can wear classic clothes and all you have to do is update your shoe to the styles of the season and that can update your look very quickly. So when you take that little half percent or maybe you go have a a makeup lesson at one of the makeup counters, these little tiny half percents begin to add up to where you start looking at yourself slightly differently and then more differently, and then very differently. So it is kind of a gradual thing that I think confidence comes with trying new things, doing things that may push you a little bit out of your comfort zone initially. But once you try it, and once the compliments start coming in, Mm -hmm. then guess what? There's the confidence that starts to build to give you the, you know, courage to take the next biggest step. I just love that because it does. Once once we step out and we try something new and we, like you said, we get those compliments, it's like, oh, this does make a difference. What else can I do? So exactly. what teach us, Marion, like what should stay on our closet and what should go? Okay, so I'll kind of refer back to talking about the style recipe, the color and the and the the body, the fit. So let's start with pulling out things in our closet and really asking ourselves, do we love this? And if we love this piece, when we put it on, it just bring it lights our face up, it flatters our body, it's comfortable on us. Because I think for, for me, comfort is really important. And I think for most women today, comfort is a if not, you know, number one, maybe number two. So, um, so I would begin there. I would begin saying, okay, these are the things that are in my closet that I want to keep. Or these are the things in my closet that have been hanging here, collecting dust for months or years. And let's be honest, if I haven't worn them in the last year or two, you know, why keep them? Because what it happens to do is it happens to give us this false sense that we've got all kinds of things when we really don't, because if we're not wearing them. So what I want to say is your wardrobe is not everything that's hanging in your closet. Your wardrobe are only the things that you would reach for day in and day out. That's your wardrobe. Everything else is just taking up space. So whether you get rid of it or you move it to another closet to kind of go back to it a year from now and readdress those things, whatever makes you most comfortable, I personally like to just get rid of things. And and what I do is my better things I take to consignment, which is kind of nice. You can get, you know, pennies on the dollar, but still (laughs) you can get something which and also I feel like, you know, somebody else would probably love this. I'm just either not wearing it any longer or it doesn't fit me any longer. So don't fool myself. You know, I'm not going to get those 15 pounds off 
So why make myself feel guilty by having mm. them just hang there month after month, year after year? Um, so does that answer your question? No, it, it, it does, because we do tend to keep things in our closet for those reasons. Well, I'll lose weight one day. Or, yes. Yes. And, and we forget, uh, sometimes even trends, they change. And we, we could get caught into buying trends that don't really serve our style. So how do we avoid doing that? Like what trends should we avoid so that we can save the style that we're trying to create? Well, the first thing I want to say about trends is trends are great to look at and to observe. And then we have to decide, is the trend that we're looking at, does it really fit into that style recipe? It all goes back to the recipe. It all goes back to the coloring. It all, all goes back to the fit. So you have to say to yourself, so I could say, okay, well, uh, ripped jeans have been on trend for a while. Does that ripped jean fit into my recipe of being casually elegant with a twist of drama? No, it doesn't. So just because it's on trend and just because we see a lot of it and just because the you know designers say, you know, this is the cool thing right now. I'm not going to put that into my closet. I wouldn't feel comfortable wearing it. Um, so I think, you know, there are always trends that come out that number one, aren't suitable to certain body types. So all of the, you know, the low cleavage kind of thing, that's not going to work with my body. <laughs> I know that. Me either. <laughs> and it's not going to work with my age and it's not going to work with what I want to put out there to the world. So um, also the big wide leg jeans right now or the wide leg pants. I have to be real careful with that too. I mean, I think on some people they're quite attractive, but I'm, Five four, so I'm right on the edge of being petite, and so the shorter you are, the harder it is to wear a wide leg jean. So even though I tell my clients, you know, wider legs are on trend right now, we just need to have, we just need to find how wide we can go with the leg before it begins to look like you're standing in a hole. So I don't recommend wide leg jeans for too many people unless you've got really long legs or you're pretty darn tall and have slim hips. Uh, let's see, what else is on trend right now that I would say stay away from? Um, I think I think that I think that the wide the wideness in the pants is probably the biggest one. The ripped jeans, that's kind of going by the wayside anyway. So I don't think you're going to have to worry about that. Um, and I would also say on trend, certainly our colors every single season, as I mentioned before. And if the color isn't right for you, if your personal coloring is warm and you know everything out there is purple right now, well, that's not going to necessarily work for your coloring and vice versa. So be careful with, with color, be careful with um, shape of clothing, and also be careful of the personality of the piece if it doesn't fit into your style recipe. So you can see that style recipe is really the link 
to the secret of how to have a style that really reflects who you are and will make you happy and will express authentically your essence. Plus, I think it's a whole lot easier to get dressed every day. When, when, when you have this recipe, you kind of know what goes, you know, yes. with, with each thing. And then all about the trends. I remember years ago, you know, when the, the trends were the tops were real long and blousey, almost down to our knees. And that was great for a while, but now the, they've come back up where they're just come to the waist. So then when you invest so much money in the new trend, then your closet really, that's when it becomes a deficit, I think, because you just look at everything and you you just say to yourself, I really can't wear that because that is so out of style. But I invested all this money and now I'm going to learn, you know, maybe there might be one or two trendy items. If it works in my recipe, I may get, but I, I won't make my wardrobe out of the trend. I'll stick to the recipe like, like you sure. just shared. For sure. The other thing I do want to say, though, there may be things that are like you use the example of the long tunic tops and jackets. You might be able to take them to your alterations person and actually have them cut them. So I think identifying an all, a great alterations person in your community is one of the most important things you can do. She can become really, you know, your best friend and can save you from a lot of wasted money that otherwise could be reconfigured in order to work for the more current trend of the shorter jacket or the shorter top. That's great advice. Well, since our the podcast too is about transitions, I know transitions are also about loss. You know, we could have a loss of a relationship, um, a loss of our health. There's so many different losses that we can experience. And these type of transitions are really challenging. There's seasons of grief. And yet I know when the person is navigating that season, they want to come out on the other side and maybe they're looking for a change or they, you know, they just need something new. So do you have clients like that that you work with have and and what have you seen as the result of helping someone come out of that season of loss um yes i do have clients i work with many women who have gone through the loss of uh, a spouse usually through divorce um and yeah it takes a little while for them to come out of out of you know that grief and to be wanting or be willing to make some changes to step up maybe and start, you know, dating again. So that would be one area in which I do love to work. Um, the second would be loss of career or loss of a particular job in the career. And that also too has a great effect on women, but you know, life must go on in in all cases i would say life needs to go on and so taking care of ourselves and giving ourselves some attention and really taking maybe a little investment to make those changes will give you a whole new lease on life so with the you know divorcees it's it's really a case of well you know, I've been at home for so many years. I've been taking care of the children. I've kind of lost my own identity. I feel like I've gotten a bit frumpy. You know, all of the things that we typically hear. And 
So when they turn to me, I'm thrilled because now I can give them new education. I can give them new guidance. I can give them new ideas on some fresh ways to, you know, show up for their age, for their personality, for who they're trying to attract to them. Because guess what? You know, if you're all glammed up and you go out, let's say, um, to a business, not a business, well, to it could be to a business meeting, but it also could be, you know, to a friend's home for dinner, whatever the case, you know, and you're all glammed up, but you're trying to attract the man of your dreams would be somebody that loves nature, loves hiking, loves the outdoors. There's not going to be a connection. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yes. That guy will say, well, I, you know, she's not my style or my deal. So really being able to you know, make sure that if that's a, that's a love of yours, then show up that way and you can do it with style. Uh, every one of us has our own unique style. And I think that's what's really important. And how that comes through is going to be how you're going to manifest these new relationships. So I think divorcees, what do I want to say? Divorcees just need inspiration mm -hmm. to see themselves differently and to really craft the future and where they'd like to go and with whom, and then show up that way. And with the, with job loss, I would say very similarly, even if it's not a job loss, even if it's a career change, you know, you're within a company and you've got your sights on something at a different level, just making sure that you're showing up in your day-to-day -day work, looking like the person whose position you're wanting. <laughs> I, I agree with that. And, you know, I just had this other thought, like the different seasons of a woman's life, her 40s, her 50s, her 60s. Shouldn't our wardrobe be changing or is our style consistent or are we adding to, taking away from? Can you, can you touch on that? I think our, our style is going to change as we change or it should change as we change because I think our, our loves, our um, things we like to do, our lifestyle changes as our age changes, at least it has for me. I would never wear today what I wore in my 20s, 30s, or 40s. So, um, and I really love working with women who have hit that middle age, that 50 and above, and are going, oh my goodness, you know, things have changed. My body has changed, number one. I can't wear what I used to wear. So body has changed, life has changed with children or family. And their goals usually, their interests change. So maybe they're wanting to travel a lot more now because, you know, they're empty nesters. So the style is going to change with the lifestyle, I would say. And it will change with age as it pertains mostly to body, with the changes in our body, as well as the changes in our coloring. Because I can tell you uh, today, I cannot wear the same colors that I wore in the 50s or even in my 60s. So with all the gray hair coming out, it has totally changed my wardrobe. So as our hair changes, guess what? Our colors are going to change as well. And 
our eyes lose a bit of color, a little a bit of pigment, and our skin also changes somewhat. So I always encourage women to have their colors looked at about every 10 years for an update. And usually when we were younger, we could wear really vivid colors, bright colors. And as we get older, we can't do that anymore. We can still wear color. There's no doubt about that, but not at the intensity level that maybe we did when we were younger. So yes, a lot changes as we age for sure. That's good to know. So we should be transitioning in our wardrobes just as, you know, as we go through these di different decades in life. I just love all the information that you've been sharing with us today, Marianne. In closing, I would like for you to just think about someone who's listening right now that, you know, we all do. We look at our clothes and we, we wish we could change. Um, maybe we are having some doubts. How would you encourage someone right now that's listening to take that ne next step to find that new vibrant person that's inside that really can be displayed on the outside just by the powerful presence that they can create with their style? Well, I think there are many ways somebody could come at, at that. Um, I would say one thing you could do right off the bat is to see how you rate yourself or how satisfied you are with your style today. And you can go to um, a quiz, a style satisfaction quiz that I've created that gives you the different elements of style and asks you questions and then you rate yourself. And, you know, if that would help you see, oh, I can see, I really... I, I really should be focused more on my color, or I should be fo focused more on developing that style recipe or on my closet condition, let's say it. So you could go to stylesatisfactionquiz.com and take that. So that might be just enough of a jumping off point to get you focused on one particular area that you want to learn more about. And then I would say it could be as simple as learning things. Either, you know, you can come to my Facebook group every Friday at noon. And um, will you be giving that URL out, Debbie? Or Yes, I will have all of Marion's uh, contact information in the show okay. notes. So, but, <laughs> pl but please tell them verbally your website as well. Well, my website is powerful-presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E.com. And I do have some articles that you can read through uh, on the website. But on Facebook, I have a group, a private group that you are very welcome to join. And every Friday in that group, I do what I call Fashion Flare Friday. And it's usually about a 30-minute training on some aspect of style, color, um, fit, fabric, all the things that we've been talking about today. So I also have a YouTube channel where I take what I have done on Fashion Flare Friday, and I post it to YouTube. So you could look up um, Powerful Presence with Marion Gellatly. And on Facebook, it would be Empowered Style for Successful Women Entrepreneurs. It's a 
long one. (laughs) Well, make sure we have all that in the show notes. Oh, this is fabulous. I'm going to have to pop in on Fridays. I I just feel like I've learned so much from you. And I know that everyone who's listening today, be encouraged, be inspired. There's hope. There's another you that's waiting to be discovered through your personal style. And I know Marion is the one that you could trust and go to that's really going to make a difference in your life, especially if you're are coming out of a difficult time of transition and you want a fresh start. I just highly recommend that you connect with Marion because she will know and understand how to lead and guide you to that next space and feeling great about yourself because transitions are not only internal, but they're, it's an outward experience as well. So I want to thank all of you for coming in each week. I just celebrate the fact that you love to learn about transitions and we are the transition tribe. We come together each week to embrace, grow, and be transformed by the purpose and the power of our transitions. Check out the show notes, take that quiz, and I'll look for all of you on uh, the Friday Facebook at noon. I think that's a great way for us all to come together and to learn from Marion. So thank you, Marion. Thank you for your time, your wisdom, your knowledge, and you have been an incredible and fabulous guest. Thank you, Debbie, so much for the opportunity. And thank you to your your listeners uh, out there. I, I love to I would love to connect. Absolutely. Let's do it. Great. Thank you for joining us today on the Transition Bridge Podcast. We appreciate you. If you enjoyed listening today, please go ahead and subscribe or review the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to check out the show notes. And for more information about Debbie, go to DebbieRonka.com. That's D-E-B-I-R-O-N-C-A.com.